Welcome to the Halloween special. <laughs> There's always going to be technical difficulties when you start something new. Do you like my hat? I like my hat. So, for those of you who don't know, this is uh, Gina the Frost. It's my significant other. He uh, is happens to be upstairs for me right now at the moment. And we're here tonight to share some ghost stories. Uh, and Frosty's going to explain more. Yeah, so um, welcome, everybody. Uh, I am out from behind the uh, tech support desk and on the <laughs> screen tonight. So um, a lot of you have known me from uh, chat. Um, so the idea for tonight uh, and possibly moving forward is to do um, like an additional show where we talk about uh, the paranormal, um, the paranormal, just kind of the weird things that happen in the world that don't make the pages of the news. Um, and so that's where um, that's kind of what we're going to do tonight. Uh, tonight, we want to talk about uh, EVPs. So electronic voice phenomenon, I'm sure a lot of you are familiar with. And if not, we'll discuss that. Um, and we also have asked uh, people who have been watching uh, Medium Jenny Lee's stream to send in uh, their own personal ghost stories so we can share some of those tonight. <clears throat> so, hello, Rose. I'm doing good today. Very good this week. I hope that you are doing well also. Hey, little Wang. Thank you so much. Salty frogs here. I like your little emoji, your emote thing. That's kind of spooky and appropriate. Wanderers here. Good, good. All right. Let's just get right into it. Um, we wanted to let you know that you still have time to share your stories with us. You can always share them in chat as we go along, especially when we're talking and something sparks your memory, and you can share something with us in the chat. Hey, Hellspot Queen! Or you can send it to us in a private message on Twitter, on Twitch. And um, I think Frosty's going to put up the Discord link. You can put it in the chatting channel, and we'll, he'll be monitoring that for me since he has two monitors and I just have one. <laughs> So if you want to share your own personal stories, which we did get a couple, we got a couple we'll be sharing with you later. <clears throat> All right. All right. I just got our first poll going there. So there's a poll up now for, um, have you ever had a paranormal, paranormal experience? So paranormal would be anything that you can't explain. It doesn't necessarily have to be ghostly. Anything. I guess we can vote in our own poll, right? Can we vote in our own poll? I can. I, just, I can. Yeah. I just voted too. <laughs> Who's had a paranormal experience? I have a feeling experience? this is a lopsided poll, but it, it's, it's something to get it started. <laughs> Pretty much anybody that's watching a medium channel, I think, uh, mm -hmm. would, has probably had some sort of paranormal experience. All right. So they'll, get a little more, they'll get a little more stranger as we yeah. So, uh, Frosty has found some recent paranormal news for us to start out our evening. Go for it, Frosty. Yeah, so um, one of the plans we have moving forward, uh, if we um, 
if you guys, you know, enjoy this and we want to do this moving forward is, you know, just to bring out a discussion of things that are, um, as I said before, you know, spooky, um, weird, strange, um, uh, as we'll talk about later with the possible uh, names for the show, the things that go bump in the night. Um, and a good way to do that is to kind of keep up with the news uh, that uh, maybe kind of gets buried on the back pages. Uh, so tonight, the um, first story we have is from the Huffington Post. Uh, former manager of DOD Aerospace Threat Program says UFOs are real. What? So uh, something extraordinary was revealed today. This is at Huffington Post where you can find this story. Uh, former high-level officials and scientists with deep black experience who have always remained in the shadows came forward on one platformer. Uh, one platform. These insiders have long-standing connections to the government agencies, which have programs investigating unidentified aerial phenomena, which is a, a new term we're using now. We're using UAPs and not necessarily uh, UFOs. What uh, is it again? 20, what? UAPs. Unidentified uh, flying unid phenomena? Unidentified aerial phenomena. Oh, aerial phenomena. What mm -hmm. the hell is that? We're calling it the UFOs. <laughs> So this includes a team of 25-year uh, veterans of the CIA, uh, Directorate of Operations, a Lockheed Martin Program Director of Advanced Systems at Skunk Works, and a former Deputy Assistant Secretary of Defense for Intelligence. Um, moving along in the story, uh, this could represent the beginning of a trend towards a new openness on the part of the U.S. government. These people know more than any of us, and they will be releasing important data on UAP in the future. Uh, UAP? What? One one gentleman named Louis Elizondo, who ran an important program at the DOD, uh, he's a senior career intelligence officer who has experience with the U.S. Army, the Department of Defense, the National Counterintelligence Executive, and he was a director of the uh, and the director of the National Intelligence Intelligence. Oh, alien heads, nice. Served as the director for the National Program Special Management Staff in the Office of the Secretary of Defense. Um, so, um, and he has basically said, uh, his quote was that UFOs are real and he has seen the, evidence. no, 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 not UFOs. What is it now? <laughs> well, he, he refers to them as UAPs and UFOs. UAPs. <laughs> I think this is a bunch of BS. Like we don't yeah. know, you know, like what, mm -hmm. I will believe the transparency of the government when I see it. Yeah, and this kind of piggybacks off, you know, the stuff that the Navy's released recently. Yeah. Uh, you know, releasing the photos of UFOs. Videos and, and stuff, yeah. Yeah, so. What is this, what is this emote? The guy, does he have straws up his nose? Or is that supposed <laughs> to be uh, ectoplasm? Or is ecto that, uh, ectoplasm? is he being probed? Uh, <laughs> hey, Lucy Lou. Yeah, I bet they do study right, aliens Patterson. there. That's not far from us, right, in that Virginia? Uh, right, Patterson, if I'm not mistaken, is Ohio. Am oh, I correct about that, Lucy I don't, Lou? I don't know. Um, See how much I well, know about that's, that. Oh, yeah, Yeah, Ohio. that's Ohio, man. Yeah, so. Uh, Frosty knows his geography is, way better than I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's always been the rumor, is that the uh, uh, Roswell 47 the uh, craft that we covered didn't go to um, Area 51, but actually were taken to Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. Oh, in Ohio. I did not know that. Hmm. Um, All right, what's the next? Story, story for number two tonight is fish found 
with parasite that eats its tongue and then becomes its tongue. Oh, God. Okay, hold on. Before we get into that disgustingness, <laughs> um, the poll has finished and seven people okay. voted One. and they all said yes. What a surprise. <laughs> 100%. Oh, your mom was stationed there in the 80s. That's cool. Oh, I well, Does then. your mom... Did Does your, your mom, mom ever study have any stories that she would like to share tonight? <laughs> I don't know. She, even if she did, she probably couldn't. Yeah. Or stories that your mom has told you yeah. that you would like to share tonight. I don't know if you'd want um, to share so, those. Wait, you might get in trouble. Earlier, <laughs> earlier this week, officials with the Texas Park and Wildlife Department took a photo of a strange parasite resembling a pill bug that is also known as the snapper choking isopod. According to San Antonio ABC affiliate KSAT, the fish containing the parasite was found at Galveston Island State Park. Officials jokingly suggested that the creature was a Martian before offering the true science surrounding the crustacean. The tongue-eating louse attaches itself to the fish's mouth and then replaces the tongue. Uh, the parasite then survives in the fish's mouth by feeding on the host animal's mucus. The only known example of a parasite replacing an organ of its host. This is disgusting. All right, we're done. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> so Lucy Lou said her mom has seen them, but that's all she could say. Ooh, Ooh. interesting. That's cool. That's really cool, Lucy Lou. If only she could tell us more. Maybe one day she will be that's able all to. She could say. Maybe she will be able to if all the other people come out and you know have transparency mm. <laughs> that fish story is disgusting absolutely <laughs> disgusting no i don't want any tongue parasites thank you where is what state was yeah. that in uh texas Galveston. okay i'm glad we don't live there anymore <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> tongue parasites all right what's up next uh Halloween clowns back on the on the loose again. I oh, think we geez. remember it was uh, 2016 in the UK. They had it's been uh, that long ago already. Well, yeah, it was 2016. There was a wow. huge uh, spike of of creepy clowns running around and actually this. committing crimes. Yeah, <laughs> uh, a man wearing a creepy clown costume was seen walking in the streets at night, possibly giving neighbors a shock in the run up to Halloween. The man was seen crouching behind bushes outside homes while dressed in the frightening costume, which was complete with a <laughs> uh, clown mask. <laughs> a witness snapped a photo of the, of the clown as he walked the streets of uh, Speak Mercy. Uh, uh, Soho in the rain? Oh, uh, that's werewolves. In Liverpool. <laughs> uh, the, images might, uh, the images are reminding Brits of the so-called killer clown or scary clown craze that blighted Halloween of um, 2016. Blight. Blight's a wonderful word. Yeah. Well, um, they I, had uh, there were reports of people dressed as clowns jumping out of strangers. Uh, I think we need a picture of reported this. to police. Recent uh, incident clown was it in in England? You said, right? yeah, and some of them were like you know Exciting. caught with like knives and stuff like that, robbing <laughs> cash machines. Is this a new one? Things things got so bad that year in the UK that they uh they the police actually got uh stores to stop selling hollow uh, clown costumes. Oh yeah, I remember that. I remember yeah. that. I know that's an old one. 
I won't go hunting too much. <laughs> that could be a one-way ticket to a gun barrel to the face. <laughs> Me and the clowns do not mix. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yuck. Yeah. Clowns never really freaked me out, but just once creepily standing somewhere with like a knife, I think, would probably make me pee a little bit. <laughs> I have the, uh, I'm not undressing on stream, but I have a little clown. Oh, uh, yeah. He's got his, um, <laughs> his it shirt on. <clears throat> How appropriate. How appropriate. Oh, we got okay. And then uh, the last news story for tonight um, <laughs> will be an interesting one. Uh, this one, I think, uh, could spark a little bit of uh, controversy. Controversial. <laughs> uh, this is from Fox News. Uh, California man sues a psychic who said she could remove a witch's curse from his ex. So a California man is suing a Los Angeles psychic he had paid for uh, paid for fraud. Because she allegedly claimed, allegedly claimed she could remove a witch's curse put on him by his ex-girlfriend for $5,100. So $5,100. That's a lot. That's, I'm in the wrong Last business. Month, yeah. <laughs> You're I not getting to, paid I need to for, get into uh, the curse, curse removal. Curse removal. <laughs> That'll be up on my website next week. Curse removal. Um, if you need a curse removal chat, uh, <laughs> we'll provide that for the one. $5,100. Or we can say uh, $5,099.99. Yeah, there you go. Give you a penny discount. Uh, last month. I Moro agree, Lucy Lou. I agree. Last month, Moro Restrepo found Psychic Sophia Adams' a website that billed her as a PhD life coach and psychic love coach. Uh, this made the plaintiff more confident that he was speaking with a professional that could help him. The lawsuit filed Friday in Torrance Superior Court stated Adams gave Restrepo a tarot reading when he visited her office in Palo Verde Estates and told him that he had a mala suerte. Mm. Mala suerte or bad luck. But there by his ex-girlfriend when she hired, uh, put there by an ex-girlfriend when, uh, when she hired a curse-casting witch. So the question here is, is Medium Ginny Lee... Should I be the uh, curse-caster curse or the curse-remover? And the question that I have from that is, how much was it to put the curse? Is it, do you make more money putting the curse or taking the curse away? <laughs> Adams allegedly claimed his family would be unhappy and in danger unless he paid her $5,100 to remove the curse. The news service reported Restrepo <laughs> reportedly paid Adams a $1,000 deposit, but uh, said that she did not in any way help his marriage. The lawsuit said. Uh, Restrepo says he has suffered anxiety, sleepless nights, and is also suing for intentional and negligent infliction of emotional distress along with negligence and civil conspiracy. He is asking for $25,000 <laughs> in damages. Lucy Lou said both. So you have a wider market. And then Wander pretty much said the same thing. And do well, yeah, casting you and you removal. Put the curse yeah. And remove it. Except I am very much in the belief that whatever you give out, you get back. You know, the whole threefold yeah. thing. The so threefold, yeah. uh, I don't really want to be handing out a lot of curses because then I get a whole bunch of them back. So, um, no thanks. So that uh that uh does to it me, for tonight's spooky news. As a psychic, to me what it sounds like is that guy's an ass and he had a girlfriend that he really pissed off and 
and then now his wife doesn't like him either. So that sounds like it's probably just a personal problem and not a curse. And maybe the guy was just such an ass that the psychic lady swindled him for some money. You know, I would never do that, but I don't know. That's <laughs> a weird. That's a weird story. Karma. Yep. Mm-hmm. The the late the witch car the curse removal lady will also get her karma for taking away the curse probably because I'm sure that was just a bunch of bull. Whew, good stories, good stories. I know where you found all that craziness, especially that damn fish story. Yeah. So uh, so moving forward, if you find some interesting articles that you want us to talk about on here. Uh, through your social media feeds, or if you're an old guy like me, uh, rummaging through news articles, uh, shoot them our way through uh, uh, Medium Jane Lee's email or, or send them in chat and here or Discord. through direct message, and we'll talk about it. Yeah. Did we put the Discord, yeah, Discord link would be in? A perfect place. Put I that up there. Put it put in. What are you waiting for? Just because you're on the camera now doesn't mean that you're not out of the technical need job. Tech support for yes. the tech support. Yeah. Get on it. All right. While Frosty's doing that, we're moving along to a couple of spooky stories that we got from our friend seismologist all the way in Portugal. Did you guys know that he lives in Portugal? So these are Portuguese ghost stories that he he experienced firsthand. And the first one we're referring to as the flower girl. Oh, what's happening? I go out of the screen for a second. Oh, Frosty subscribed. Oh, thanks. My little bunny's needed, head's cut off. I needed the emotes. My, my <laughs> All right. So here's Seismologist's first ghost story from Portugal. I'm just going to read what, what he sent me. Maybe I'll add a few words. It was late at night. I woke up, turned myself around. And I saw a silhouette of a girl with a dress holding a flower. It scared me, and so I put myself under the blankets. Not long after, I wake up again, thinking it was a dream. So I take the blankets down, and the same thing, still standing there. I slapped myself in the face to prove that I was awake, and I felt it. And then I was terrified. So I got back under the blankets and went back to sleep. <laughs> Flower girl just standing in his room. That's, yeah, that's, well, that's a little creepy. creepy. Yeah. Yeah. Has anybody else experienced waking up in the middle of the night and seeing a figure standing over them? I don't think I ever have experienced that. I I haven't experienced that, but I've I've known quite a few people who have. I That's think a, a common story that I've heard from from friends, or or not seeing a person, but seeing like glowing eyes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Eyes, yeah. I feel like, well, we've had a, we've lived in a place where we felt like someone was standing there, but we never saw them with our eyes. Yeah. Oh, Wander said he's heard his name whispered at night when Noah was in the room. Could be a loved one. Could be something creepy. 
Little Wing wants to see something like that. All right, we'll send the flower girl over. She's coming from Portugal. <laughs> <laughs> Salty Frog said, sure. I thought everyone has once. Yeah. That's interesting, Salty, that you think everybody that everybody had experienced something like that. Now, I've experienced plenty of weird stuff, but I've never experienced that one. I definitely have known that people were there, but I've never seen them with my eyes. We were just watching uh, the movie Paranorman. I don't know how many people have seen that movie. It's an animated movie from like, I don't know, probably 10 years ago or so. And uh, it's all about a kid who sees ghosts, you know, with his eyes. And uh, that's just not really something I experience. It's all in my mind. That's good, Salty. Setting boundaries. Yes. Good to set boundaries. All right. We have one more short little story from Seismologist. Another one from Portugal. Um, So this one is, he says he was probably in about the fifth grade and he was in his bedroom. And he remembered he'd left something in a bag that was out in the hallway. So he went out into the hallway to look, got down on his knees, starts digging through this book, his bag, looking for whatever it is he forgot. And at that moment, he turned around to get up and he sees a large, and he, this is all capital letters, so it has to be, has to be giant, a large shadow moving in his direction. And he almost had a heart attack. It had everything, the legs, the arms, and so on. So he ran in the opposite direction to the living room and his father asked, what's happened? And he says, nothing. And then he was brave enough to go back to his room after that. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) How many people would not have wanted to go back to their room after they just saw a giant shadow figure come charging at them? Lucy has a story. Yay! Mm -hmm. Lucy says, I was watching TV late one night when I was in middle school. I wasn't really supposed to be up. I'll see. There you go. But I turned around and my grandfather is standing there. I had not seen him since I was two, except in pictures. Later that night, when I went to bed, I started feeling cold rubbing on my fingers. When I mentioned it to my mom the next day, she said my grandfather would rub my hands when I would stand next to his hospital bed right next to where I saw him that night. Wow. That's a great story, Lucy. Mm. And not not scary. But were you scared? What Mm -hmm. did it scare you to see him standing there? Or was it comforting? Because some of these things, when it's somebody you know, it can be comforting instead of scary. And sometimes I, I wonder if when people are experiencing paranormal things, uh, if it isn't their family members trying to get their attention and they just don't realize it. And because they're scared and they don't know what's happening and they don't understand it, that they start, you know, they get weirded out. Lucy said, I was freaked out because he looked mad. (laughs) You were watching watching MTV. MTV. (laughs) Yeah. See, that's what I was thinking. As soon as I read the part that said you weren't supposed to be up, (laughs) I was like, yep. Mm -hmm. Somebody was coming to tell you to get off and go to bed. That's a great story though, Lucy. Yeah. Thank you for uh, sharing that. Yeah, he was just watching out for you. (laughs) Yeah, Little Wing wasn't allowed to do anything. There's so many movies she hadn't seen. It's crazy. It's 
craziness. I, I mean, I ha- I feel like uh, my parents weren't overly like strict on what I watched, but even they were like, I was allowed to watch them too, but I don't think they liked the fact that I watched it. So yeah, I don't think that's su- I don't think that's super uncommon. There, especially, you know, the time that we were watching it, there was a lot of videos probably you know like rap videos in particular that had a lot of um skin let's just put it that way <laughs> yes yeah. yeah you weren't allowed to celebrate halloween either i didn't realize that well that's really awful i hope that you feel like you've made well, up for it at this point <laughs> that's kind life. of like you know, our sleepy town, our sleepy town where we live, um, because Halloween falls on a Sunday this year, is celebrating it on a on a Saturday, which yeah. strikes me just as kind of odd because if Halloween's on a Monday night or a Tuesday night, if it's on a work night or a school night, they still go out trick-or-treating that night. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it strikes me odd that just because it's on Sunday that they're moving it to Saturday, it seems like that's a definitely religious-inspired very much probably i think so yeah yeah Yeah, sunday's only for jesus yeah that's i'm i'm i think frosty's right like uh i'm sure there's a lot of people in our town that feel that way and so they probably think they're doing everybody a, a wonderful favor by moving it to saturday which you know in the long run of things it doesn't really matter but it is kind of irritating like, I don't like celebrating holidays when it's not the holiday. I like to do it when it's supposed to happen. Yeah. If, for me, it's just the fact that it could create, it could create like miscommunication because those things uh-huh. are just put out. Like, I mean, I just happened to run across that, like through like a Facebook. Yeah. How many people aren't town. going to know <laughs> and then still have to know. go out on Sunday? So are we going to have so two nights trick our, or treating? Yeah. I mean, yeah, we take our yeah. kids out on Saturday and we see kids out and then kids you don't know are trying around Sunday and nobody has their stuff ready. And yeah, it just seems like it would be. Uh... We had to turn <laughs> oh off all goodness. the lights. And stay in the basement. In basement. Uh, That's awful. Awful. And now you're eating all Halloween candy before the trick-or-treaters come. Now look what happened to you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next story. So this is one of my personal ghost stories um, that took place in my parents' house when I was a teenager. I was probably, I would say maybe about 17, and I was home by myself. It was after school. My mom was at work. My brothers were still at school because they were younger than me. Um, My dad was at work. Nobody was home. And I was laying on my bed, probably doing homework or something. And all of a sudden, I hear the front door open. And I hear someone run into the house. So my bedroom's like here. The front door's over here. I hear someone run into the house. And they go down into the kitchen area. Then they run back to the door. And then this is the really creepy part because... My bedroom door was open. It's the first door on the right-hand side when you come down the hallway. I hear them run back up 
through the house and turn into the hallway. And I was like, my heart was racing. My adrenaline was kicked in because nobody's supposed to be there. And I have no idea what is happening. And I just know that somebody is going to come running into my view in the doorway. And I'm like terrified because I'm thinking it's really a person. Like there's really a person in my house and it's somebody that's not supposed to be here. But before they get to my door, they turn back around and they run back out the front door and shut the door. But no one was there. I got up, I checked, I looked, I looked out the window, I did all the stuff. There's no person. There was no person there. So there's no explanation for it if it was no physical person there that it had to be paranormal. And that was that was crazy because it was like a door opening and shutting twice. And I, like someone running, like that's how heavy the footsteps were. They were running across the floor. I mean, it was, it it was terrifying to have that happen when I was home by myself. And, you know, I'm just like still really still a child. So that was, I guess, Mm -hmm. probably one of my first, my first actual experiences um, like that. It was very creepy. Nothing yeah. ever happened like that again. It was just that one time. And my parents still live in that house. And, you know, they have weird stuff happen, but nothing to that extent. I can't explain that one. Hmm. Has anyone had any uh, experiences like that? Like actually hearing footsteps? and? Yeah, footsteps are a pretty normal one, I would say. Does anybody have any footstep stories? Hearing somebody walking around? where there's not supposed to be anybody <laughs> like the attic or, or, you know, down the hallway or anything. I think this, so, go ahead. Oh, well, I was going to say ju- uh, just for an update on what we have coming up tonight. Cause, um, this is such a different uh, kind of format than, than what we usually have uh, when you're doing a stream. So we do have a lot of other stuff coming up tonight. We have more uh, uh, personal stories, but we also have some EVPs tonight that we want. Uh, some of these EVPs are um, things that we've recorded in our own uh, ghost hunting and with a group uh, that we ghost hunt uh, with locally. Um we have, uh, so some of these are EVPs that me and Medium Jenny have recorded. And we also have some EVP, we have one EVP uh, that I added to the show kind of last minute. Uh, I bothered Jenny uh, uh, Lee about, um, it, it's probably the most, uh, to me, the, the, it's, it's either the best EVP ever recorded or it's a complete hoax. Uh, so we're going to have you guys listen to that tonight. Either way, it's the creepiest, the <laughs> most terrifying EVP I've ever heard. Yeah. And, and I, I trust the group of people who release it. So uh, I think to me, it's, it's it, you know, if you don't believe in EVPs. Uh, that's the one that would change your mind, I think. So if you're not sure about EVPs, <laughs> stick around uh, for that later tonight. So Lucy said that she hears banging, but no footsteps. Rose hears knocks <laughs> sometimes on the wall. And salt, mm. of course, salty frogs, and not since she salted the crap out of everything. <laughs> and Lucy said, including the frog. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Because she's salty frog. So yeah, that makes sense. Yep. Yes. I do think the salt works. I um, have used salt water in a spray bottle before. And that seems to work for me. <laughs> yes. Warning. This, this is, is some, some scary stuff. stuff. Uh, yeah, and that uh, one is I guess that I, one is I, scary. <laughs> that's something I could have mentioned earlier, but I don't know. Uh, I don't know if anyone in this chat is familiar with that. But I did listen to a guy named Art Bell for many, many uh, years. Uh, I used to work uh, graveyard shifts and stuff when I was a younger man, and I, I came across Coast to Coast AM and Art Bell uh, back in those days, uh, late nineties. And uh, I stayed a listener of Art Bell and, um, and then introduced to other shows uh, for a long time. And Art Bell died a few years back. And so I thought it would be interesting uh, when, when me and uh, Medium Jenny Lee uh, were kind of talking about things, uh, about doing a show like this. I used to stream on Twitch uh, to do the video game kind of stuff. And I, I kind of stopped. And, um, and that's when Medium Jenny Lee started uh, this channel. And so uh, we were talking about a way f uh, to do something kind of different because, you know, of course, Twitch has, you know, uh, thousands and thousands of people playing uh, video games. And uh, I'm, yeah, I don't have much to offer there. So we, we thought about. <laughs> Not unless you get in the, do. in the hot tub or. I could get in the hot you tub. You wear a Speedo or, you know, uh, a, a bikini yeah. top or something. Yeah. And you got to have so, the angle where the camera's way, way up high. So they can see your cleavage. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can see my. And you'll have a lot. You'll have a lot of viewers. That cleavage. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, yeah, that was. If you don't know who Art Bell is, I'll, I'll, I'll look him up. Especially yeah. if you're into medium stuff, he's had lots of uh, really big guests, and that's something we want to do in the future. So if there's someone you would like to see us interview and have on the show to talk about things, always send it um, our way. We have a lot of ideas, but we're just getting started. Lucy said mm -hmm. she has made her own cleansing salt, but has yet to use it. What did you put in it, Lucy? Or did you just bless it or something? Or did you make make a, con a concoction of something with salt? I'm interested to know. This will lead well into the next story, which Frost Giant is going to share about a really creepy place that we used to live. <laughs> it was um, and there's and I have new information about said place after he shares his side of the story mm. yeah so yeah so uh, we um, when we were younger uh, we uh, moved to a place uh, out into the country um not to really give away the cities and stuff that we live in, but we do live in Virginia. So we moved out into the uh, rural part of Virginia, at least uh, much more rural than we had lived uh, previously. Uh, and we moved into a, um, uh, a place there that had like five, five acres or so. It was, you know, out there, uh, definitely not um, overpopulated. Um, medium Jenny Lee was uh, pregnant. and, and With the had, wanderer happens to be with the wanderer uh yeah <laughs> and we had uh and um so that's where we lived when when he was born um at the time uh just like i still do now i was uh, played lots of video games and stuff like that 
Um, and medium Ginny Lee, uh, because she was pregnant or, uh, or tired from being a, a new mother, uh, would go to bed fairly early. Now, um, as was typical with that, I, I'm kind of a late night guy. Like I get a second wind about 11 o'clock. So it's hard for me to go to bed early. Uh, I like to stay up late. Um, but that house, um, all, it always felt like there was someone staring at us. Uh, like always someone was watching. What is it? Uh, it's a feel like somebody's watching, watching me. me. So, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that's the way it felt at this house. Uh, whenever like Jenny would leave the room or you were there by yourself at night, it was just eyes on you the whole time. It would make me really nervous. Um, and so I would say, well, I'm not going to play my video games. I'm just going to go to bed with you tonight, you know? And so I'd go to bed, um, when I wasn't tired and I'd be laying in bed and I could feel, uh, I could feel a presence at the door in our room of someone, uh, just still kind of staring at me. Uh, so bad, you know, I was a grown, I was a grown man, um, who would lay in bed and be afraid to, to get out of bed to go use the bathroom or get a drink of water or anything. Uh, and I, it, it was, it was just very, um, it was very uns, unsettling. Good word. Good word. Uh, once, once, um, once the wanderer, uh, was, uh, brought into the world, uh, we had a room on the other side of the home, uh, that was going to be his uh, nursery, but we could not, uh, we could not get him to stay in there. We would put him in his crib in there and he would just scream and scream. <laughs> and we would uh, take him and bring him into our room and uh, lay him in a crib in there. And he would, uh, you know, go fast asleep. Um, so, um, yeah, that was kind of the that was kind of the uh, experience we had there. Uh, me and Jenny both, I think, uh, felt uh very uneasy to get up in the night. Uh, neither of us wanted to stay out in the other part of the house by ourselves. And we felt like the room that we had turned into his nursery and kind of that whole other side of the house was like, a, you're not allowed in here uh, kind of uh, kind of feeling. Uh, we, I, I never had any personal experiences with like necessarily seeing anything or being touched or anything bad happening, but I did get a very... It was just kind of an ominous uh, feeling, like I felt like something uh, was trying was trying to be scary. Uh, in my opinion, it was at least trying to be scary, um, and I think that kind of had a, a, an effect, uh, a reason for us to kind of like want to get out of there. Yeah, we didn't uh, live there we, very long. It, it didn't ever really feel like it could be our home. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So yeah, Wander started out life in a haunted house. <laughs> so Lucy said her cleansing salt is cinnamon, rose petals, Himalayan, and sea salt and rosemary. That sounds that does recipe. sound really I, I bet it does smell amazing, like Little Wing said. And then yes, Fumbi has vis- had vis- visited that house and he said it was scary. <laughs> and Maggie's here. Hey Maggie. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that's that's interesting, Little Wing, because I know uh, maybe Fumbi isn't in chat, but I don't know if I knew that. I don't know if he had ever told me uh, that uh-huh. he thought that that house was scary. Also. Yeah, I don't so know if we ever really talked about what we felt and experienced there um, at the, when it was happening to anybody and, and else. A, yeah. a little, a little background information on that on that house without you know bringing up anybody's name, but. 
a friend of ours had come across um, some financial downtimes and we were looking for a bigger place because our son was about to be born. Uh, and so he was like, Hey man, I'm, you know, I'm kind of struggling right now. I know you guys need a bigger place. If you'd like to come stay at my house and rent it, um, you know, it would help me out and it would help you guys out. So it was kind of mutually beneficial. Um, but you know, looking back at that situation, uh, he had been very successful and he had uh, kind of was able to buy that land and, and stuff like that. Uh, financially, he had done really well for himself. And then as he lived in that house, like his, it seemed like his whole kind of life started kind of um, unraveling. Uh, unraveling. Yeah, that was a good term for it. Just, just misfortune. There was just lots of misfortune, like weird, random things that would happen to him uh, over and over again. And, and so to this day, I still wonder if they're, you know, if... Um, well, I have new information about it. But before I okay. share my side of the story, Maggie, I'm not doing readings tonight. We're just doing kind of like a podcast style show about ghosts and weird stuff. But I will be on tomorrow night to do my normal reading night. So you can get a reading tomorrow night. Yeah. So if people are just joining, we're kind of doing a... We're, we're spinning the idea out of a new show. Um so if you uh, if you if you guys like this and you want to see more of it, definitely uh, tell us. Yeah, let us know uh, if you have ideas. Uh, um, and yeah, so just let us know what you guys think. Uh, if you guys give us a thumbs up or a thumbs down, let us know what you guys think about uh, not turning uh, the normal no. show, having the normal stream into this, but extra adding, show. Yeah, adding something extra, whether it be on hey, this family. channel or on my channel or. Yeah. Or however we decide to do that moving forward. This would be an extra thing, not replacing my normal thing that I do. Yeah. So my side of the story is pretty much the same as Frosty's. Not wanting to stay in the living room at night by myself. Not wanting to get up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom. I would literally run from the bed to the bathroom and back because I could not stand to be in the sight of the door. I never saw anything with my eyes. I never heard anything. Um, there was never any weird noises, but it was just this overwhelming presence of just, I don't even know. It just felt almost like hateful. It was like hateful. Mm, yeah. So yeah. recently, um, some, some of my, uh, medium class classmates asked me to come be their guinea pig for their class that they were running. So they had a group of psychics, media, pra people practicing being mediums, um, and they want they were practicing reading information based on a haunting. So they asked me to come and sit in on their class and share a, a, a scary haunting story that I had personally experienced, and they were going to psychically tap into it and see what they felt. And this just happened like last week, I think. So it was a group of people. They all tapped in. I told my story. They tapped into it because I never really, we never really figured out what was going on there. Even as a medium now, I never really tried to go back and my head is starting to tingle right now. Oh my God. <laughs> I never really figured it out. You know, like I never figured this one out. But somebody in that group figured it out, and I absolutely 100% believe this is what it was because it just felt right. They were all seeing a humanoid figure that was tall, which I did sense that it was very tall and dark. 
but it was like half animal, particularly, this is so funny, particularly a dog, which Little Wing just put up two dog emotes. (laughs) (laughs) It was like half dog, half human, huge. And it was an elemental, which that area that we lived in was heavily, heavily, heavily Native American at one point. And, yeah. they, and Native Americans are, are very much connected to the elementals for some reason. I don't know what it is. Who knows if we'll ever know the history of all of that because it's all been lost, unfortunately. Yeah, you're right. Not, not to interrupt you, but almost any time that you hear a... Elemental, it's connected uh, an, an with Native, Native American. American. Yeah. Yeah, American Indian. It's, it's, yeah, Native. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is a connection there somewhere. So that area was very much Native American before white people came and screwed it all up. So they thought, they have kind of figured out that this was an elemental. And it wasn't that the elemental was trying to be hurtful or cause pain or anything like that, which it never did. It was just trying to protect the land. And that's why it seemed so scary to us because it was trying to be intimidating. Like, don't mess with this place because it's mine kind of thing and that and to me that makes so much sense and i feel like that's what it was i don't know how frosty feels about it but i think they hit the nail on the head there uh yeah i mean i i think i would agree with that because you know the first time anything feels like that especially when you get scared i think that the first thing that comes to your mind is like you know it's a demon or something Mm -hmm. like that but i don't think either of us ever felt that it was like we couldn't figure out what it was. It was like a shadow. Like I've heard of a lot of stories about shadow people and the behavior of a shadow person kind of fit, but I never saw the shadow. Um, so it was very, I don't know. I was always kind of confused on what that could be. So it, it makes sense. I think for me, Fumi said, that's crazy. It's, it really wasn't the house that scared me. It was the yard and the surrounding area, which I think yeah. it stayed. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was really in the house during the day. I felt like it was only in there at night. Yeah. And the house was new. I mean, that was something that hadn't been there, but yeah. for a few years, really. So I had yeah. always, I had always thought that whatever it was had to be connected to the land because it wasn't the house. So for them to think that it was elemental makes sense. Because it would have been the land and not the house. So that that was it. that's an interesting one that took a, you know a weird turn one recently. Thing, <laughs> one thing about the elemental with that would be the fact that that uh, the the family that lived because the family owned like two of the plots of land, so they owned like uh, ten acres like side by side there, and they had paid uh, they had they were paid for a company to come in and like clear cut the land too. Mm-hmm. So. Yes, and that, that had happened something not, that, not that long before then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right before we moved in, actually. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it all makes sense. Does anybody in the chat have any experience or stories with elemental type of things? I feel like that's um, kind of a rarity and that uh, it's not something that gets talked about a whole lot. But it's definitely is something I think, you know, exists. Um, cause clearly we had an experience with one. <laughs> we didn't realize it when it was happening, but now we know. All right. Little wings. This said, is this weirding is, me out. Oh, go ahead. 
because I was going to say earlier when you asked about hearing things that I sometimes see, see a, a shadow dog. Of all things. So, Little Wing, does it scare you to see the dog? Or is, do you feel like it could be your passed on dog? Because I. Because, you know, we've had that conversation before about your doggy. Yeah. You know, and that's interesting because I think once you start looking. Like earlier when we were, uh, I think it was, was it Lucy Lou or was it, I'd have to scroll back to chat. I'm sorry. Who was talking about they had seen their grandfather. Yeah, I think that was Lucy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like those, those can be different because it can still be scary if you know it's a loved one. But I've started, you know, because I'm, because I'm married to the medium, Jenny Lee. Mm -hmm. uh, I think things that maybe would have scared me before I've started recognizing and I found them more comforting. Um, so, uh, not scary. Not at all. scary at all. Mm. I've been seeing it since before he passed away. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, oh that's interesting. Hmm. Did you have a, a dog as a child? Or maybe you just have like a dog spirit guide of some sort. Hmm. See, we learn something new every day. I did not know this about Little Wing. Little mm -hmm. Wang. Little Wang. Little Wang. That's your rap name, by the way. It's your rapper name. Little Wang. L I L W A N G. Little Wang. Like Wu Tang. Little Wang. <laughs> many dogs yeah okay so it's probably one of them or or multiple ones you know depending on the size of the shadow yeah i'm sure that's what it is especially if it doesn't creep you out so we're getting ready to move into our evp section yeah, of the evening changing gears. Yeah. yes low wang uh the we'll first see how, how well uh how well medium Ginny Lee does with the uh, the technical right. side. <laughs> well, I realized I already screwed up and I queued up the wrong one, so I need to. <laughs> I gotta find my other one. We are. Uh, it's the first time, so there's. But we're at the. Hey, I think and it's I going thought well so far, I had so. put it in here, and then now it's not in here, or maybe it is. Oh, here it is. Okay, so we have. Um, a set, a set of things that happened, um, which includes an EVP, but then there's some activity that I, I also put in there and we'll go through all of it. Um, but this takes place at the Exchange Hotel, which is in Gordonsville, Virginia. And I'm going to let Frosty tell you a little bit, a little tiny snippet of the history so you understand why it's haunted and why people go there to investigate. Yeah, so uh, so we have a place somewhat close by called the Exchange Hotel, uh, which was a hotel in the 1800s. Um, there's a railroad uh, that goes uh, through that town. And so the reason that hotel came up was um, people, the, the, the train would stop, uh, people would get off, um, 
it became uh, uh, a place where uh, there were fried chicken vendors and people would get off the train and go get fried chicken. Um, and then at this hotel, uh, they could stay uh, stay the night. It was considered to be kind of um, an expensive, uh, kind of a more of a luxurious kind of hotel uh, for the time. Um, and so people could spend, it was like a dollar twenty five, which was a lot of money at the time, uh, to stay... Uh, for a night um and then uh and then people who were unattached uh, single men and stuff like that could just spend the night in like a tavern room or whatever and the upstairs were for for ladies and couples and families um but then during the civil war it became a uh, a civil war hospital um so in 1862 it became um it became a a, a hospital and um it ended up being like one of the first um, like major lights. hospitals um, um, during during the Civil War. Um, so there were all kinds of, you know, of course, people uh, who died there and stuff because uh, from the uh, being a triage hospital. Uh, there was also a huge outbreak of contagious diseases there. Um there were usually four to six doctors who worked there, 30 to 35 nurses. Um, you would have all kinds of uh, hospital stewards, uh, people who were uh, laundresses, people, you know, washing the sheets and cooks and all kinds of staff uh, who worked there. Um, just looking at some of the things, like over 70,000 people were treated um, at the hospital. Um, and there were some contagious outbreaks. I'm trying to remember the what it was that got there. Do you remember? We got. I can't remember uh, what there was some kind of thing that went through there. We got uh, uh, confirmation through the um, one of our devices about what something what somebody had died of, and mm-hmm. I wanna I can't remember what it was now. I didn't listen to that EVP. They, or that they had recording. They had uh, and actually compared to other Civil War hospitals, they had like a really. Uh, they had a really low mortality rate actually compared to other civil war hospitals. And they're starting to contribute to the fact that the people at the hospital were using remedies that were made by African, um, African Americans and, uh, Monacan Indians. Oh, wow. So people who were more used to having to make, um, homeopathic, homeopathic remedies. So people who were having to like make their own medicines, were the ones who made the medicines for this hospital, and it actually worked better than what the other hospitals were using. Wow, that's pretty neat. So today, this today this hotel is open um, for like ghost hunting, you know, uh, it's a museum and stuff like that. Yeah, Civil War Museum. Um, they have so during the day it's Civil War Museum. At night, uh, ghost hunting groups and stuff can go through there for for fees to uh, investigate. And there's been um, lots of different sightings. It's considered to be one of the most haunted places in Virginia, mm-hmm. uh, which has, you know, <laughs> as far as the United States goes, has one of the longest histories. Yeah. Um, one of the ghosts there is a cook named Anna. Uh, and supposedly there are EVPs that exist of someone saying, hey, Anna, what are you cooking? And they have uh, an EVP saying, I cook fried chicken. Which we did try to talk to Anna. We, I don't know, I don't think we ever got any confirmation that we heard of from Anna, but we did hear a couple of voices, which we're going to be playing. So to um, kind of introduce 
the first part of this um, recording. Let me make sure the volume's okay. So we were at the Exchange Hotel with our paranormal group. So you'll hear some other people talking um, that are in the group. And we were in something called the Summer Kitchen, which actually I wanted to share a picture of what it looks like. Maybe I'll just share my screen. Yeah. And if you, because if I have it, have it up. Let me share my screen. Screen share, not that. Um, okay. Summer kitchens were a popular <laughs> thing with with old with old homes. A place that the major the large amount of cooking could be done at a home, especially in the south. You know, during hot summers, where it wouldn't it would be separate so, from the home. Frosty, yeah. my my picture of the video is up, right? Yes, it is. Okay, up. so that's the Exchange Hotel. Uh, I have a picture. I actually took of it not that long ago because we were walking past it. But the little building that's to the left is the summer kitchen. And that we were in there on the, on the bottom floor trying to do an EVP session. And um, there was some pans hanging up above one of the ladies because it was the kitchen and they have it set up like it would have been during the Civil War. So there were some pans hanging above one of our fellow investigators. And one of the other investigators says, could you move the pans above Ginger's head? But Ginger thought that she said, there's hands above your head. And so we all start busting out laughing. And it's like, we're having a good time because it was just so funny. So we're kind of wrapping up the discussion about the hands above her head. And you'll hear um, Roxanne say something. And then you'll hear a little a softer voice that is another investigator named Cecily. But then right after that, there's two sentences, two sentences of whispers. Now, in the first part, it's going to be very, very quiet, and you might not be able to hear it, but Frosty um, separated it, and we turned it up some, so you'll be able to hear it again. It'll play again, and you can hear it a little bit louder. So here we go. Okay, so you might not have heard anything just there because we're, it's so we're quiet. We're not getting anything. <laughs> You're not getting anything at all? No, we heard nothing. Okay, well, it was very... Oh, you know what? I'm sorry. I have <laughs> I have the audio turned down. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Okay, let me turn it up. Well, yeah. somebody put in the chat if they could hear anything at all when I played that. You might not have been able to hear the EVP because it was like really, really too quiet, but it's getting ready to play again and it was louder. It's going to be louder. All right, so here it is that the EVP isolated and it's louder. Could anybody hear the whispering? Could they make out what it says? I'm going to play it again. Any luck? I'm coming back to the other screen. Yes. Like maybe, maybe. Oh, it's the window of eternal. <laughs> infinite, <laughs> in the infinite window. Um, maybe, yeah, maybe turn your volume for that all the way up 
Turn the desktop uh, volume all the way up, perhaps. Yeah, just okay. for that. And then make sure to turn it back down so we don't yeah. blow out people's ears. Okay, <laughs> so you don't say anything because you come through the desktop audio and you will... It will be... Okay, all right, I'm going to turn the desktop volume all the way up. And I'm going to play it again. All right, I want to make sure I'm clicking on the right window. Okay, here we go. I'm going to play it again. Oh, hold on, me back up a little bit further. All right, coming back. I'll turn it back down so Frosty can talk. Okay. Was anybody able to hear the whispering or think they know what it says? The first part is like you can't really hear it at all. Like I could, I've heard it before on headphones, but the second part is louder and you can hear the, what I think is a distinct sentence. I can play it again if anybody would like me to play it one more time. Or all right. Okay, I'm going to turn it up. And we're gonna, I'm going to play it one more time. Okay, here we go. All right, anybody got any, any ideas of what it says? And then I'll tell you what I think it says, and I'll play it again. So Frosty, we're, we're seeing if anybody has any ideas, and then I'm going to tell them what it says, what I think it says, and then we'll play it again. Okay, can't tell what he's saying. But at least, because that's often the way it is with EVPs, like you almost need to get the headphones on and like really be able to isolate it. But the fact that you guys can hear any of that, that's not any of us talking. That's... Mm -hmm. <laughs> there's yeah. two voices the first is a female voice and you you probably won't be able to hear it through this and i wish we we could make it louder even but the first part is a female voice and she says and i i can't remember exactly what it is now but it's something like um wa watch out for the hands or something like that because remember we're laughing about um us ginger thinking that roxanne saw hands coming towards her so she says watch something out watch out for the hands and then there's another voice that sounds like a male voice and he says can't stop the hands can't stop the hands so now that you know what it says frost giant mute yourself again i'm going to turn it all the way back up and listen for can't stop the hands. All right, here we go. Backing it on up. Ready? All right, did anybody hear it? Can't stop the hands. I love it. It's like they were it's like they were joking around with us. It's like they were laughing about us laughing about it. 
which I thought was wonderful because not only does that show that it wasn't residual, it's not a residual haunting. It's, it's a, it's a intelligent, really there knows what's happening haunting. And it was two different voices. So there was two different people there for sure. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll, we'll work, we'll work guys on, on, for those in the future, um, maybe isolating those and getting the, I was, I quickly tried to, uh, yeah, make, make them a little louder before stream. Uh, but I'm sure we could get that maybe even a little louder for you guys. A uh, little way um, wants to hear one more time. Okay. Okay. Shush. Turn it all the way up. <laughs> all right. Back it on up. Back it up. All right. Here we go. Ready? Can't stop the hands. All right, Frosty, you can turn yours on. Yes, there is a lot of uh, static. Yeah. Unfortunately. So we're going to put a poll up in a little bit. Just kind of talking about... Oh, Loki about... was growling. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So we have some other things that happened there that weren't EVP related that I would also like to share with you. Um, so the next part of this is we're still in the sum. Are you heard it this time? Okay, good little wing. Yeah, it was, it was weird. It's, it's, a, it's a cool one. I, I really like that one. It's it's one of those things, Yeah, just to talk about it a little bit, and we're going to put a poll up in a, in a little bit about EVPs, but... Um, it's interesting because, you know, we, you know, of course, you know, paranormal TV has become pretty popular. There's uh, a million different, um, ghost hunting shows uh, out there. And you, so I've seen, you know, a lot of evidence of EVP from listening to late night radio and then these TV shows. And when, when we first started doing our own EVPs, the, for me, I don't, I don't know how you feel, uh, medium Jenny Lee, but I feel like. Uh, they're more common than I anticipated them being. Like we've gotten just in the limited amount of hunting we've done, we've gotten mm -hmm. a lot of EVPs. And and when you see someone else's EVP, it's easy to say, well, that could be anything. Mm -hmm. But when you were there and you know that it's just like me and her in the room, or you, we know everyone who's in the room mm -hmm. and you hear a voice, voice that's not supposed to be there. there. Yeah. <laughs> like this voice doesn't belong. Where did that come from? And it's usually like this really, it's also interesting that it's usually a whisper, mm -hmm. you know, uh, but uh, I, I don't know. Yeah. They're, they're, they're very interesting guys. And, and so that's why it's kind of hard to isolate them. Unless you get like a one in a thousand EVP, you usually have to kind of isolate them and turn them up. Yeah. And I don't know uh, about analyzing static for uh, salty. I'm not sure about that i don't know how to get rid of it i'm sure we could i'm um, frosty could probably play around with the mixing of it and see if you can turn the static down or something but like yeah. like you said we could do a really oh yeah we need to send it to Fimbus. <laughs> Fimbus, we're sending evps yeah. um yeah it was a very a quick thing that we had to do this afternoon trying to get us straight but um maybe we can isolate that again but before we move on to the next part of that talking about whispering the very first uh voice i ever heard with my ears i don't have a recording of it anymore but what it was me and wanderer and he was a little guy he was probably like six or something and we were in um 
we were in a very old building where I had an art studio that was, <laughs> I think we, most people that went there knew that it was haunted. And I was on the third floor and the top floor was the fourth floor. And the fourth floor was unfinished. It was a mess. There was still stuff in there from when it had been um, uh, like a um, department store. And we were investigating me and him together because, you know, I'm a weird mom and I'm investigating with my little child. But anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> we're standing on the stairs between the third and the fourth floor and we're asking, you know, can, can you make a noise? And we're hearing knocking and we're asking it and we asked it again, you know, if, if that was you, can you make the noise again? And instead of hearing a noise, we hear a woman's voice clear as as day whisper it was a loud whisper right by us on the stairs and she says yes and we both flipped out we were like oh my god because we didn't just record it we heard it with our ears and it was crazy and the only way i can explain it is it was like someone talking through a wall. Like if someone was trying to talk to you through the wall, that's what it sounded like. Like it was having to travel through something to get to us. Which if it's a, another kind of dimension that's here but not here, that kind of makes sense, you know, that it has to travel through something and maybe that's why it sounds whispery. But um, that was, I got chills now too, Wander. So that, was, that one was cool. That was a cool experience. Anyway, back to um, what were we talking about? The exchange and our did you, did you, investigation. Sorry to yeah. Did you tell the story about the elevator there? About it never working? Um, or remember <laughs> or the, the elevator. elevator. Yes. Oh, yes. So <laughs> the elevator. That's the spookiest story. <laughs> <laughs> the elevator sometimes. Well, the elevator was original to the building, which that was really old, and it was POS, and it would get stuck, and you had to like jimmy it to like get it to go again. Um, but the elevator wouldn't go to the fourth floor unless you had a key, and there was time. So we're on the third floor, and the elevator would come down from the fourth floor, and the door would open, and there would be no nobody there. But you couldn't go to the fourth floor unless you had a key. So how did it get up there to come back down and then open all by itself? Yeah. yeah and there, there could be an explanation that, like, that's where the, the elevator would set itself or something. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know that to be true. And so no. when no one's allowed on the fourth floor and you're there after hours and the elevator was on the fourth floor... Yeah, who took it to the fourth floor? Yeah, who yeah. rode it to the fourth floor without a key and then had to come back down and open the door. I don't know. But yeah. they ended up renovating the whole thing and turned it into, guess what? Mm -hmm. Apartments! So somebody else is having these experiences <laughs> in their apartment. Oh, God, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know they're not going anywhere. They're there forever. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, good stuff, good stuff. All right, so back to the Exchange Hotel. We don't have any more voices that we captured, but we do have some other 
cool stuff that happened there. Um, and I think I'll go back to sharing the picture of it. That way you can see where it is that this is happening. So the next part that's going to play is still in the summer kitchen. We're doing our investigation still. We're trying to talk, get anybody to interact with our equipment or tell, you know, talk to us so we can hear them on the um, recordings. And something happens. If you touch that before, it's okay. You can continue to touch it. It didn't harm it. And if you, you just, yeah. yeah, it's like a funk over here. Funk. Is there cobwebs here? Oh, hold on, hold on. We, we oh, I messed it up. Going. I was trying to turn it up. Let me go back. Let me go back. Because then I screwed up the screen by sharing the wrong thing. Okay. I was trying to turn it up because it wasn't loud enough. Oh, now I'm really messing things up. Where did it go? All right. We're skipping forward here. Okay. The 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 noise is towards the beginning. Let's try it again. If you touch that before, it's okay. You can continue to touch it. It didn't harm it. That noise right there. The bonk. If you just... Yeah. It's like a bonk over here. Bonk. So, that was fun because it happened right next to me. I was standing in the corner of the room and there was a shelf next to me that was full of stuff, just all kinds of kitcheny stuff. And it was like somebody flicked this like metal pot that was sitting right next to me. And it was so loud. It was like right in my ear. Like they flicked it. Punk. It was crazy. It was craziness. There was no explanation for that. And the next part involves Frosty um, going up the stairs. I'm going to turn this up before I go over to the other screen because it's not very loud. All right, here's some more things that happened in the exchange. Let me share the screen again. Okay. Is there cobwebs here? We, we probably would have knocked them all if we were... Did you feel something touch your arm? I feel like a, a, two very light brushes on my arm and one on my finger. But it felt like it would have been a cobweb, but there's no color. We would have all knocked the cobwebs down before you. Just got touched again. Hi, so I see how the lights going off a little bit. Jeremy's getting touched down on the stairwell. Well, I just had, I had almost a full battery, so I'm red. He said he felt it up his arm and then I on his feel arm. Like it would be a cobweb, but there's no cobweb there. Twice in the arm and then the finger and then right here. On your right side, going yeah. up the steps? And I just saw his cobwebs, but I was the last one up and there's no cobwebs. Yeah, so we would have probably knocked him down. Yeah. And then he was standing still and he was like, oh, there's happening again. Was, yeah. Wow. No more battery? No battery. Well, hello. <laughs> So Jeremy's getting touched. We were walking up the stairs. Something drained the battery on her camera. And uh, they, the uh, EMF reader was all going off at the same time as we're going up the stairs uh, of the summer kitchen to the second floor. So Hello again, Maggie. Stuff. Hey, Maggie. We're sharing some um, ghost hunting stuff that we've had happen. Electronic voice phenomena. And other weird stuff. <laughs> so uh 
yeah, the second floor of the summer kitchen is supposed to be even more haunted than the bottom floor. So we went upstairs to do some investigating, and that was what was happening on the way up the stairs. Frosty had his own experience of being touched on his arm and his hand. And then there's one last tiny little snippet I have for you from the exchange that happens to have a fantastic story to go with it. Well, I don't know if it's fantastic. It's actually kind of tragic. <laughs> it's a tragic story. Fantastic was the wrong answer. Anyway, let me play the last little bit for you. All right. Here we go. I was feeling a tightening in my throat. What is that about? So we had just gone into the upstairs, one of the upstairs bedrooms that's supposedly haunted by a, a Civil War soldier who does not like women. And our fellow investigators had gone there before and investigated, and they definitely had some negative experiences with this man spirit. So I, we had just gotten the room, we were getting situated, and I felt a tightening on my throat. And at this point in time, it's like October of 2019, and I'm just starting to realize that I'm a medium, and I'm just starting to figure out what that means and what I can do. And I didn't realize why I was feeling that until I came home and I started investigating why, uh, what had happened to this man. And according to one of the stories that I found, which, you know, doesn't necessarily have to be true because it was on the internet. We all know the things necessarily on, not true on the internet. But the story is that there was, a, uh, I don't know if he was a general, but he was a higher ranking soldier in the Civil War. He was staying at the Exchange Hotel with his fiance or his girlfriend, and he caught her cheating with one of the doctors and he was very upset and he ended up um, killing her and then he hung himself in the woods. Now, the fact that, you know, all of that, that whole story sounds a little bit fishy. Oh, it's a general, Civil War general, and he killed his girlfriend and then he hung himself. You know, it all kind of sounds like it, you know, kind of blown out of the probably what really happened story, you know, exaggerated. But the fact that I felt the tightening on my throat, which is exactly what it felt like, it felt like what a rope would feel like if it was on your neck um, tightening, is very interesting. Even if the story is not true, it could be multiple things. It could be that there really was somebody who hung themselves there, whether it's that story or not, and that I was feeling that residually. Or what a lot of things that have been, a lot of paranormal investigators have been kind of experiencing or figuring out in more recent times, is that the stories that people tell of a place can cause paranormal activity just as much 
as things that actually happen. Because our thoughts and our feelings are way more powerful than we think they are, than we realize they are. So even if people had been telling a story for so long about somebody hanging themselves, I could have been feeling that energy instead of it actually being someone who did hang themselves, which is a whole nother topic all to itself (laughs) than just ghosts. But there you have it. So that was our exchange, the exchange hotel experiences. Hmm. It's a good thing you just did the hydrate because I'm out of water. All right, so um, we have a couple more EVPs we wanted to to uh, show tonight. One was another investigation that we did at Wilderness uh, Wilderness Battlefield, uh, which was a Civil War uh, battlefield here in Virginia. Uh, we just happened to be happened to be a place that we were like kind of walking and hiking, and we did some uh, some audio recording. And so I guess, sorry, do you have that queued up? Yeah, it was kind of an impromptu um, investigation just because we had time to do something. So we decided to stop there and, um, and do a little investigating. So I apologize for the massive amount of noise that happens in this recording. There's an airplane. I think you might hear a truck go by. There's a lot of um, sounds of us walking. So there's a lot of irritating noises in this. But something happens. But you shouldn't need <laughs> You shouldn't need uh, to have to strain to hear this one. This no. is a pretty good one. <laughs> it does happen while the airplane is going over. But you will hear it. And then a little bit of time elapses where we're talking. And then I say something. And I'll tell you no more. Yeah, and I don't, and just to say, um, we didn't hear this when no, we were there. This we did is not only hear it heard, with our ears. Uh, and, and, and you would have heard this if you were walking in the woods to, uh, with the echo and all that. This is something we only heard on the recording, uh, listening back to it later. Yes, it did not happen where we heard it in real time. Okay, I do have a picture for this one too, so I'll share the screen again. So this is a picture I took of um, the wilderness battlefield in a particular place where there was a lot of soldiers that passed away and they just left them there to rot. They like, they never even got buried. It's disgusting. Anyway, here we go. I see blood on his uniform, like splatter. smiling though like maybe he's okay I'm going to oh no here it is The 
this is what I felt where it says uneasily like I kept feeling like anxious about fighting you know like you're just sitting here waiting you don't know when it's gonna happen 30,000 casualties I can't even imagine. Yeah, that's a lot for a battle, but it's not even near the Ooh, I just heard a cannon. I guess I would have had cannons here too, right? Alright. So. Did everybody hear the two things? <laughs> the thing that happens, and then I hear it in my head, not that long afterwards. Yeah. There is a cannon so do we want to isolate that? Yes, let's Maybe go back. Maybe isolate that just one more time. I won't show the picture again, because that's too much work. Okay, so it happens around 37 seconds. Listen for the cannon blast. Now remember, we did not hear this when it happened. There you go. Pow! And then about a minute goes by and I hear it in my head. And I actually like, it's like I felt it reverberate in my chest even. And that, which is so weird because why would it have been delayed like that? Like, I don't understand yeah, how, and, how that happened. So, Salty Frog said he heard a gunshot and it does, when you have headphones on and you turn it up, you can hear kind of more resonance to it that it is actually... It's not like a, a large, uh, a large cannon. I, I kind of went through some research of cannons being fired to try to get the, like the right tone out of it. And yeah, definitely, um, it kind of matched up with one of the smaller cannon artillery used in the Civil War. Um, yeah, Frosty found so. a re, um, like a video of people firing the same size that they would have been using at that particular um, battlefield, and it sounded very similar. Because it wasn't like a huge cannon they were using. They were using the smaller ones. So, a ghostly cannon shot. Yeah, and interesting, too, that you talk about hearing a cannon just a little bit. Just a little bit yeah. Because I was, I was feeling into a soldier that was there, and he seemed to be walking with us, which is what I was talking about at the beginning. And then, um, and then the cannon thing happened. It was kind of cool. All right, so... <laughs> yeah when you know what to listen for it helps um this next thing that frosty's going to force us all to listen to will change your life <laughs> and you need well, to maybe. have a warning there needs to be a warning if you are easily sensitive to horrifying terrifying um things you might want to go away for a minute and come back or put it on mute yeah, so if you were easily, if you were um, easily, uh, the next the EVP next we are going to sh uh, listen to is, uh, in my estimation, uh, the most definitive EVP I've ever heard. 
you can come to your own conclusions about it, of course. And it's um, not ours. It's not ours. <laughs> it, it is a. Uh, it is. It is either um, probably one of the uh, longest and best recorded EVPs ever, uh, or it's a complete fraud. Now, um, this EVP was recorded by a group called the GIS, which is um, the Ghost Investigator Society. Um, they uh, have been on uh, a lot of late night radio shows, including with Art Bell on um, uh, Midnight in the Desert and in, in, in Coast to Coast AM and, and other uh, shows. Um, they have a pretty uh, good methodology. Uh, they never published any books um, or tried to make any money off any of their findings. So that's something to kind of talk about going into it. They, they weren't out trying to make money. Um, uh, they were just trying to record as many EVPs as possible, and they did a ton of EVP uh, in, uh, work and investigations. Um, so this recording we're going to listen to is not ours. Nope. Um, this was um, this comes off of um, one of Art Bell's uh, broadcasts of Dark Matter with GIS, a guy named Brendan Cook, uh, uh, Brendan Cook and Jimmy Chunga. Uh, two members of the uh, GIS were with them. So um, all rights to this audio and everything go to Art Bell and Dark uh, Dark Matter. Um, but we're going to play that EVP uh, just to kind of see um, what is possibly the some of the the, the, the best uh, EVPs that have been recorded. And this one, not just in, in uh, clarity, I think, um, but also um, in length. Uh, it's a very long EVP. And just a little background on this EVP. It was an uh, investigation done at a place that it was originally a livestock exchange, so places where uh, cattle and stuff would be um, sold, and then was turned into uh, an asylum, and then later turned into um, uh, like a recovery place uh, for, for alcoholics and, and stuff like that uh, later. So it was uh, a cattle exchange, uh, an asylum, and also a, a hospital and re, uh, recovery uh, facility. And the uh, I think the most important thing to know uh, before we listen to this, uh, the, 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 the group GIS said that this building was at this time abandoned. Uh, no one was using it for anything. It was old and kind of run down. And there was no running water to the building. So the building wasn't even hooked up to water. There was no running water in the building. All right. Fair warning, this one is terrifying. your shit and pants on as uh <laughs> Negan would say from the walking dead. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh my god! Like I hate that one. So, I hate it. I can't even. What do we believe think it. about this one? Chad? I can't believe <laughs> that he made me play this one. It's awful. That one's awful. I hate it. I hate it. So the 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 GIS when they're when they're introducing this, uh, they talk about the fact that the guy. So one guy in a room. The re- the rest of the group was somewhere else. He went in there, turned off all the lights to record this, but it was only it was just an empty room with like a cement floor. And like walls, there was nothing. He said there was absolutely nothing in the room. It was a completely empty room with a cement floor. And he heard nothing while he was in there. He turned off the lights. He asked some questions, recorded for a while, and then, and then, and then left. And then heard this later um, after when they were going back over the evidence. Uh, do we want to play it one more time? Oh my God, no. I can't do that one twice. I really can't. <laughs> I, and actually, I cut it off right when Art Bell said, I'm not playing that one again. And God bless Art's soul. I he would, does. I'm not. I'm not going to play that one again. I can't. If you he want... like six more times. <laughs> if you want to hear it, why don't you put the yeah. link up in the Discord channel? Uh, share it in the chat channel. And that way, if anybody wants to listen to the whole, you can listen to the whole, it's a almost three hour episode and it has that EVP and a whole bunch of other crazy ones. But I, that specific, I can't, I can not personally listen to that one again because it's terrifying. It sounds like a, it sounds like a lady being drowned by like a demon and it's, it's awful. Yeah. And she says, um, it sounds like to me, she says, I can't breathe. Yeah, I, I I can't do that one. It's it's too much. Um, but I hope you all enjoyed it. <laughs> have you enjoyed that one? Well, it's all frosty. Oh, Maggie, thanks, Maggie. <laughs> it's not really that it's scary. It's that it's emotional to me. To me, it feels emotional, like. I'm experiencing what's happening to this person. And that makes me really uncomfortable. And I don't want to experience that. And I don't want to even pretend, like I don't even want to experience it from a distance or from a a minuscule amount, you know, like I can't do it. All right. Frosty has a poll that he's going to put up. And while he does such, I'm going to take a tiny little break. I will return. All right. So the poll for this is, uh, do you think EVPs are proof of the paranormal? So, um, Essentially, there's lots of EVP evidence. It's hard to get. It's hard to get. Uh, it's hard to get evidence for uh, the paranormal. I think uh, people are, you know, as technology is increasing, we're getting more and more ways to try to to uh, research uh, ghosts and, and and evidence to get scientific evidence of the paranormal. Uh, but this poll is talking because we have uh, some evidence that you know, like me and me and medium Jenny Lee have gotten with uh, maps. Uh, uh, our ghost hunting group, and, and it's been done quite a bit. Uh, 
seems to be pretty easy actually to get uh, electronic voice phenomena. So just wanted to get everyone's opinion out there on what if they thought that EVPs were definitive evidence of of ghosts, of the afterlife, of um, something of a, a something beyond this realm. Let's see. Moonlight Maggie said yes, absolutely. Yeah. So we'll leave that poll up for a little bit. Oh, yeah. I need to do that. Do you think EVPs are proof of the paranormal? Yes. Not all of them. Some of them are probably horse shit, but some of them are definitely oh, for sure. proof of the paranormal. Ooh, we got and a not I, sure. I'll, Good. I'll already admit I am the not sure. Um, oh, you're the not sure. I'm the not sure because. That EVP to me is, I want to feel like that's definitive proof of, of the afterlife, of, of electronic voice phenomena. But I wasn't there when that one was recorded. So you don't know, the, yeah. even, though I, even though I want to say I trust the GIS, and I, I think I do. If someone were to ask me, like, what do you think about them? I would say they were pretty stand-up people, namely because they've never tried to make any money off what they do, which I think is, you know... But when, when, when people are, are lying, usually they're trying to benefit from it in some way, and they never did. Like the cursed um, lady that we talked about earlier? Yeah, exactly. Little Wing says she doesn't see the pole. It's, mine is just right up at the top of the chat window. And it's kind of uh, minuscule, uh, you know, like short. And then you open it up and it shows all of yeah. the... Um, But we've even caught our own EVPs, so, uh, you know. I, yeah, it's the, when you've it's experienced <laughs> it yourself, and you know that it wasn't and couldn't have been anything else. Um, I would almost say there's like a percentages that you have to add to it. Like I would say I'm 90% sure that EVPs yeah. are proof of the paranormal, but there's, for me, there's this, always this little bit of like, man, like it's still not quite like the... Oh, okay. Yeah, but he, I mean, you know how I am. I'm I, I'm a little bit. I, I'm I'm huge. I, I'm really into the paranormal, but I still uh, am. I wouldn't be considered a skeptic by most skeptics, but I'm probably a little bit of a skeptic when I'm around believers. I guess maybe. Frosty's a Gemini, so one day he yeah. believes in all of it, and the next day he's like, "Ah, it was a uh, bug, <laughs> it <was> static." <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> little wing has admitted that she is the other not sure that's good that's good we uh we need the people who are willing to question question things all right so the next segment of our show is some more stories but also some photographs so this is moving into photographic evidence of the paranormal. So we heard Let me voice. Ask one more. Oh, we did audio and now we're going to do photos. So what one question for Little Wing because she said that I'm the other not sure. I just need more proof that it's real and not created. Um so my question for Little Wing there uh, because we are both the not sure folks is do you think it would be different if you 
recorded an EVP. Like if you did a session, you knew you were in the room and then you listened back and heard a voice that you knew wasn't there. Would that be proof for you? Or do you think that maybe it could be like radio interference or something like that? Wander said, I definitely think sometimes people's minds reach for things, but sometimes you just can't deny it if you were there. And I definitely agree. There are, I will not name any names or throw any shows under the bus, but there are definitely some shows out there where it's, they're definitely reaching for things, probably for ratings. All right. There's our results. 67% said, yes, it is proof of the paranormal. And 33% is not entirely sure that EVPs are proof of the paranormal. Thank you for participating in this poll. All right. I will thank right, Now we get into. Thanks, Lil Wang. The, uh, now we get into. We're, we're wrapping photos. up here. We've got a couple things left. Yeah. We have presentation some story. photos, scary photos. All right, let me, um, all right. So my father, you, you would never guess that, um, I come from a family, a long family of weirdos. Okay. A long <laughs> history of the strange and unusual people. I myself am strange and unusual. Um, so my dad's a weirdo too. And he has tons of crazy stories that like are just a mess. And I've been record, I had started recording him saying, you know, saying them out loud. So I would have them so we could always remember how weird he is. Um, And this is a, a conglomeration of a bunch of different stories about a particular place. And the place is the Meadowville Plantation, which is also here in Virginia which no longer exists. Um, It was, I'm not entirely sure when it was built, but I know the whole Meadowville kind of history and area was started in the 1600s. Like it's one of the first families that came over like in in our our little area that where we used to live. Um, And the plantation house itself, my, my guesstimate would be that it was built in the 1700s, probably mid 1700s. So when my father was living there as a young man, this was in the early 70s. So, you know, at this point, the house is probably at least 200 years old, if not slightly older than that. And him and his two of his friends were living there together. And they had some weird stuff happen. So I'm just going to kind of summarize it for you. All right, so we're at the Meadowville Plantation. It's around 1973. And he's living there with two of his friends. Uh, His friend Johnny had the main bedroom. He had a bedroom behind him, and his friend Steve had a bedroom that was all the way down the hallway. And one night, it was just him and Johnny, and they were were woken up in the middle of the night. Um, Or no, him and Johnny were just there together. Steve wasn't there. He was woken up in the middle of the night and someone was calling his name. So he got up and he went to Johnny's room and Johnny was snoring. So he was dead asleep, couldn't wake him up. So he thought maybe he was just talking in his sleep. He went back to his bedroom, back to his room, tried to go back to sleep, and he heard it again. And he hears it even more distinctly this time. It says, Vince, is that you? 
Vince, is that you? So he gets up again and he goes to his friend's room and the guy's still asleep. So my dad, uh, my dad's a, a gun enthusiast. Let's just put it that way. So he gets a weapon. <laughs> he starts going around the house with a flashlight, trying to see who the hell is in the house with him because he hears somebody calling his name. And the only other person that is living in the house at the moment is asleep. So he goes through the whole entire house. He still keeps hearing someone calling his name, Vince. Is that you? And every time he would get close to where he thought the voice was, the voice would get further away. And he never did find out what it was or who it was because he went through the whole entire house and the whole entire house was empty. So somebody is messing with him <laughs> in the middle of the night. That's the first part of his story. Let's see what's going but on he didn't here shoot in the anything. chat. Well, he didn't shoot any holes in the wall or anything. <laughs> Luckily, he didn't shoot his friend anymore either. Yeah. Maggie said she recorded, uh, she downloaded a spirit box on her phone. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do the spirit box on your phone. My dad likes to use that all the time. And he likes to t share his stories about what he gets on his phone spirit box. Yes, Phasmophobia is a fun ghost hunting video game. Yeah, the spirit box. Yep, yep. Maggie says, <laughs> at Little Wing, I'm telling you, I'm happy that I know how to protect myself in my house. Yep. I had to sage I at one o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. I think that's happened to us before, hasn't it? Fairly recently. Then you have to, do, yeah. Uh, uh, here? Yeah. In this house? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We, won't go in. <laughs> we won't go into that no. story. No. All right. So no. here's some more fun things that happened at the Meadowville Plantation. So um, more things that would happen to him. He had a fireplace in his bedroom, and he would put stuff on the mantle. And then the stuff wouldn't be there anymore, or it would be moved somewhere else. And one night he tried to stay up to see if he could actually see the stuff moving around on the mantle. And he stayed up as long as he could, by candlelight, no less, just to make it spookier. And he watched the, the mantle, and he's watching the mantle, and he dozed off. So the whole time he's watching it, Nothing moved. As soon as he goes to sleep, something moves. Another weird stuff that would happen. They had two dogs. One of the dogs refused to come in the house ever. Dog would stay outside. One of the rooms in the house, which just happened to be his friend Steve's room. Uh, keep in mind, this is a, a house that was built in the 1700s. No air conditioner, no heating. The room that he stayed in stayed 48 degrees no matter what time of year it was. Even in the summertime, it was cold. And that room just happened to be the old nursery. Hmm. <laughs> Another interesting event that happened to him while he's at the plantation was um, they had some wiring issues. So he went up into the attic crawling around up there with a flashlight, looking for copper wires, trying to fix stuff. And he hears someone crawling behind him. And every time he turns around, there's nothing there. 
And uh, let's see, what else? Oh, just, this is not scary, but just funny. They all rode motorcycles, and um, they kept them in the library. <laughs> the last part of this, here is the photographic evidence. Okay, if anybody is follows me on Instagram or Twitter, I used this picture as my, um, my photo for the day. All right, so I'm going to share my screen again. <clears throat> This picture is of the Meadowville Plantation. <clears throat> so this was taken in the 70s, shortly before it was torn down. So like I said, it doesn't exist anymore. And actually, it's this picture was printed wrong, so it should be flipped the other way around. Now, here's the ghost part. This window up here, there's something peeking out of the window. Here's the close-up. Do you see this little white thing sticking out into the window? My dad and mom both swear that there was no one in the house when they took that picture. Nobody was in there. But to them, it looks like there's a face in the window. As a kid, this picture used to hang up in the living room. <laughs> So no wonder I turned out like I am, right? This picture was hanging up in the living room. And to me, it always reminded me of the traditional, like, person wearing a sheet ghost. Like, that's what it makes me think of. What do you guys think? Is it just something in the window? Is it a reflection? Or is this really like a little ghosty person peeking out? Bye, Maggie. Yep, take care. Oh, and also I put up, uh, we're getting at 9.50 and we wanted to make sure we ended tonight by 10 o'clock. Oh, uh, yeah, Since we, we don't go. have a long a long queue uh, for, for, for tarot readings tonight. So I went ahead and put up our last poll tonight for, we're trying to think of a name for the show moving forward if we continue to do this and you guys liked it. So we had some ideas that me, uh, that I've come up with. Uh, and if you don't like any of those, uh, feel free to put <laughs> suggestions in chat. But anyway, we're just throwing some stuff around as we're yeah. figuring this out. So Bump in the Night, The Spook Show, The Paranormal Hours. We hadn't talked about that one. I think none of the above. That, that should be the name of the show. The none, none of the, the above, above show. Starring. <laughs> Starring. I don't know which one of those I like the most. I don't know which one to vote on. And and for the future, uh, we'll probably start this stream on this channel. Um, but in the future, especially if we start talking about things that maybe people aren't interested in, um, uh, it's a possibility we could move it to my channel. So if you uh, want to stay up to date, just in case that happens, you can follow me on Twitch at Giant of the Frost. So feel free to go there and follow me if you haven't already. All right, so it looks like I missed some things. Maggie said my grandpa even came to say danger, danger in the mm -hmm. box. Oh, my God. Will Robinson? Danger Will Robinson? Is that what that was from? I guess so. 
Little Wing needs to say it's danger, your new house. Danger, danger, Will Robinson. Little Wing, we can do it together when we come visit next weekend. Yeah. I have sage. I got a lot of it. My stories are scary. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Maggie. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to sprinkle salt, Little Wing. You, I put, I just do some salt water and I put the spray bottle on like the mist. <laughs> and I mist it instead of like salty. Yeah, danger, danger would freak me out a little bit. So Maggie thinks it is a ghost. Yes, yes. I I think, you know, as a kid, I always just assumed that it was a ghost because that's what my parents told me it was. You know, they're like, there's a ghost in the window. Uh, there's nobody in the house. But now that I've seen it as an adult, I'm like, kind of question it. Um, it could be something that was close to the window. I don't know if it was a reflection of like the column because there's no other reflections of the columns in any of the other windows. Um, but it could have been something close to the window that we're seeing through the window. Or it was a ghost. Who knows? Who knows? All right. I have a couple more pictures for you. Um, the next one is at from St. John's Church, which is in Richmond, Virginia. And it happens to be a very famous place because if you know your American history at all, you might have heard of the man Patrick Henry in his Give Me Liberty or Give Me Death speech. And this is the church, the still the same building where he said his famous speech was at St. John's Church, which is on Church Hill in Richmond. They call it Church Hill because of this church. So I'm going to put up a picture I took of it. This was in 2004. This picture is a normal picture. Here we go. So this is the church, St. John's. It's surrounded by a cemetery, as you can see. And actually, um, there's some famous people buried in this cemetery. Um, I believe it's not Edgar Allan Poe's wife, but his cousin or something. I can't remember exactly. She's buried just on the other side of the church in the corner. So there's a relative of Edgar Allan Poe that's buried there. And I think some other notable figures. So I took this picture. And then I took this picture. <laughs> back to back. And I want to zoom in. I need to move my veil out of the way so I can see. Let me show you some things here. Here's a case of orbs that don't make any sense. Because we've said, you know, especially in my streams, that when there's an orb that goes floating past, that I've come, I've determined that a lot of times it's dust. Because I've seen it come off of the tissues or, you know, something. There was the one time that I saw something with my eyes, and I know it wasn't dust, but that was once. This photograph is taken in the middle of the day. It's outside. And I had taken a picture right before this one of the same thing. And look at all of these triangle, these uh, diamond-shaped orbs. There's one here, there's here, they're here, they're here, they're here. There's one on the, um, the shutter. You can see very clearly because it's contrast against the black. They're everywhere. 
There's one in the grass. There's a bigger one in the grass. There's one against the bricks here. I mean, they're just all over the place. It's craziness. It doesn't make any sense to me. There's one up here in the sky. And at this point in time, this was a long time ago, 2004. I just told you guys a little while ago that I didn't really start understanding that I had mediumship abilities until 2019. But as I was standing there taking these pictures, before I even realized that there was all these orbs in there, I felt an overwhelming sense of a lot of spirits being there. And it was like they were happy that I was there, that they were happy I was visiting. And then I get home and I'm looking at these pictures and lo and behold, the whole thing is full of orbs. Another thing I cannot explain. What do you guys think about that one? It's like, I almost feel like I could explain it away if the other picture wasn't there to show what it, you know, what it actually looked like without them. Oh, Little Wing knows his wife was his cousin. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Virginia Clem. I don't know if she's the one that's buried there, though. It very well could be. Or you looked it up. Yeah, she was a teenager. Mm -hmm. Things were different then. A lot, clearly. <laughs> I'm a mayor of my cousin. She's on with 13, I'm 25. You wanted to get married there? It's clearly a very spooky place. Salty says that she's gotten orbs on her surveillance. Yeah. I'm not sure how I feel about orbs, but that one doesn't make any I, sense to me. I think orbs are often very easily explained, you know, with like bugs or dust. Mm -hmm. So many times I see photos of the orbs and I'm like, just, if I get this you can tissue tell out a way that it's like a wave it around. Like it's probably going to cause some orbs in there, you know, like. But those orbs specifically kind of have like a diamond shape to them. Yeah. Like they're not just this blob of light being reflected. Uh -uh. So, yeah. And they're in front of things, you know, it's in front of the shutter, it's in front of the mm -hmm. bricks. And I have. A, yeah, when, just you know, as you're saying, there's orbs going by you right now <laughs> because. Because of the tissue. Yeah. I did the tissue, right? There's my proof. I just saw like, I just saw like three orbs. Yeah. Oh, there's some now too that are going by. Yeah. Yeah. See, I can yeah. make the orbs. So I know that they're not all paranormal. Um, you had orbs follow you around the corner. Oh my God. Yeah. See, dust doesn't do that. So that, not to my knowledge, anyway. <laughs> oh, you wanted to get married in the Poe Museum. Yeah, that would be a cool place. I know they do. They do do. Do do them. I need to vote on this before it ends. I'm going to click this one, too. Kind of like that one. I hadn't even brought that one up. No, we hadn't talked about yeah, it. Yeah, I originally was thinking, like, the Paranormal Podcast, but it's not really a podcast. Yeah. So, I... 
That was and the I, winner. The paranormal hour doesn't work because I don't want it to just be an hour long. So yeah. we could go with the paranormal hours. I guess we have to make sure that's not taken, though. I don't want to take somebody else's name. Interesting. But yeah, that one that one's weird. And, um, you know, I don't, I don't know how many of you know this who don't know me for real, but I have a photography background also. So I know the kinds of things that can happen in a photograph. And that is not one of them. It was a digital picture, but I've probably at this point in my life taken like 10,000 digital pictures and never, ever have I ever gotten anything like that except for that one time. So I can't explain that one. All right. We have one more last creepy one for you before you go to bed to go brush your teeth Wash your face up a little bit. Get ready for bed in your bathroom. Let me creep you out one more time. <laughs> this is from an apartment that we lived in that just happened to be um, the backyard was the Veterans Cemetery. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. All right. So the premise of this picture is that I was doing a photo prompt um, a month, like it was a daily photo prompt for a month. So every day there was a prompt. I'm supposed to take a picture that represents that prompt. And that day's was water. So I was in the bathroom. I turned the faucet on. I was using my phone camera and I got down low and I was taking some pictures of the water running out of the faucet. I did a little bit of editing to it on my phone with some filters to make it a different color. I posted it on Facebook. Never saw anything weird about it. And one of my Facebook friends says, who's the lady standing behind you? Oh, I what? <laughs> what are you talking about? And she circled it, sent it to me. And I'll be damned if there isn't a lady reflected in the faucet. Let me show it to you. But Salty Frog said, uh, so you would know about sun inference. Yes, exactly. I know all about, like, you know, the beams of light coming into the lens and causing the sun rays and all that. And that, that wasn't what it was. All right, let me get my, um, let me get the first picture up here. Okay. So this is the picture that I took. For my water prompt, um, this is the picture I took to, for, for my prompts for the day for water. Put it up. Didn't think anything about it. It's an okay picture. You know, whatever. I'm just trying to get it done. And then my friend says, who's this lady standing behind you? Here's a picture close up where she's circled. Now clearly it's pretty blurry and you can't really make it out. But to me it looks like a woman with a dark shirt, long sleeve. There's her hand. Here's her hair. Her hair's like shoulder length. Here's her face. You can see where the eyes and the nose would be. So this is the original picture. Like she's standing kind of in the crack of the door. Yes. There she There's is. A door. You can see the door reflected yes, in yes. there. Mm -hmm. So the door should be empty. 
but there's yeah. somebody standing in the door. <laughs> and there's the close-up, which is blurry, but you can, you know, you can see her. Okay. This is what it, I tried to recreate the picture like any go- good ghost hunter would do, right? So I was like, all right, let's see if it was just some weird reflection, if it was just the sink being dirty, or if it was something that was behind me. So I went back and I recreated the picture the best that I could. You can see the empty doorway. <laughs> there was nothing there this time, as it should have been. The door is empty. So if the door is empty, who the hell is that lady? Very strange. Very strange. And I don't know, you know, we did live by the cemetery. So she was wandering through. And and we had kid, we had li- little kids. Mm-hmm. But you can tell in that picture that the woman comes up, you know, pretty far up that doorway. So it would have to be at least a teenager or adult. And none of them were in there. No one like that else was in the No, house. there's so, nobody that lived in our apartment that looks like that at all. And, you know, it's not me, because I'm the one taking the picture from a different angle. It's clearly not you, because you would be way mm-hmm. taller and bald. And, yeah, our children... Yeah, I'd be ducking. I would have been ducking through the door. Yeah. <laughs> our children were small. Uh-huh. You know, Wander is a boy. Uh, with blonde hair and you know our daughter was very small at that time like what like two or three um yeah i i can't explain that one all right well i guess it's time to start wrapping up the stream 10:05 yep time to go to bed boo so we'd really like to thank everybody who came by tonight. Uh, Lucy Lou, uh, Salty Frog, definitely, you know, uh, Fumbi, Little Wing. Uh, thanks everybody who came by tonight uh, to check out this uh, different show. Yeah. Um, I know there are lots of lurkers tonight, too. We appreciate <laughs> all of you who come thanks by for to, to check us out. Yeah. Yeah. Maggie and Salty Frog. Wander and Fumbi, Lil Wang. And uh, Hellspawn Queen came out at the beginning. And Rose yeah, was fun. here. Thank you. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, oh, there she is. So- <laughs> <laughs> I hey, just well, said. I heard, you know, uh, lurkers uh, make Twitch, from what I understand. So, yeah. you know, just because you want to hang out and watch, that's the. Uh, Pretty much, if I, if I watch Twitch, that's what I'm doing. I hate to say yeah, I, I'm a lurker too. So <laughs> I think most people are. So, um, yeah. So just let us know, uh, in discord or, you know, or why don't on, you do on one more poll, do a little poll real quick before we get off, make it a short one. Okay. Do you want to see more of these? Yes or no. I can't promise I'll wear the witch hat every time though. This was just a special Halloween episode. <laughs> Oh, yay. Thanks, Salty. Oh, hey, EGB. We're just wrapping up for the night, but I'll be back on tomorrow night to do readings at my usual time. Eight. We were doing we were doing a fun uh, Halloween special tonight with ghosts and stuff. Ghost stories. 
but I will be on tomorrow nights to do readings. All right, here's our poll, quick poll. Do you want to see more of these? Yes, no, or Frosty added, I just want the readings. <laughs> what are you doing? There's no readings. There's no cue. Yeah. What the hell? <laughs> oh, EGB, you think you might be pregnant. Uh, this is this would be a good thing, but I know that it's a scary thing for you because of what has previously happened. We can talk about it tomorrow night. Maybe we'll do a reading uh reading for it. Oh, that's not fun. Throwing up yeah, is no fun. Lots of that. Is this going to be going um, on YouTube or something? Yeah, we'll we'll probably post this up on Yeah, we could put uh, it up on Medium YouTube. YouTube. Or maybe we need um, to go ahead and make the paranormal hours YouTube and put it up on there. Or the witching hours? Maybe that would work. The witching, the witching hours. hours. Then I have to wear the hat every time. I can't mm. do this every time, people. No. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I'm going to vote, um, too, because I want to do more of these. I thought it was fun. I think... Uh, Good, ETB, you know, yes. We, Come back tomorrow night. Really I'll like give you a reading. Be, we would really like to bring guests on in the future. Uh, we, we have, you know, we know some people who know a lot about tarot that know the history of tarot uh, that we could have a good uh, chat about that with and um, uh, people who uh, do ghost uh, hunting uh, people who know a lot more about crystals than I do crystals uh, and then obviously um, if you get into uh, the weird uh, uh uh, if you get into uh, aliens and government conspiracies or all kinds of things that are, you know, maybe often weird history, kind of, uh, weird or taboo or whatever. Yeah. Uh, we just want to create an open forum, uh, a night to sit around and That's talk right. about that Little stuff. Little Wing did, did um, suggest witching hour before. Did you? Okay. Well, that, that might be it. That's my favorite right now. We have to make sure and it's not taken first. The witching hour. All right. Well, we got six, so, we got six votes. Everybody that voted so far said they wanted to see more of these. So good. Okay. Awesome. Salty Frog Islet yeah, said, exactly. I like it. This is the only social island I have to be yeah. candid. A, a, a place where you can have uh, open dialogue and open mm -hmm. thought. Um, a place where people can come on and talk about all kinds of things that you might not agree with or believe in, but you still give them an outlet to talk about those things and to think about it objectively. Yeah. Um, and not feel weird about sharing stuff I think, weird stuff. Yeah, there's all kinds of shows I've listened to in the past where I'm like, man, I really don't believe that, but that was a really cool story. <laughs> and it was fun to talk about, but that guy was nuts. <laughs> but it was still fun. And so that's kind of what I want to try to recreate with shows moving forward, where we can talk about all kinds of things yep. and just have fun with it. Uh, where people can, can say what they want to say and think what they want to think and, and put uh, what they've studied. or You're going to get or, me going uh, on the MC Hammer um, Adams Family song here in a second. Yeah. <laughs> gonna keep, I'm just going to keep rolling with that. <laughs> yeah. Is that too legit? No, that's not too legit, is it? Anyway, okay. 
the Weird Witch right. Show. That sounds fun too. We'll figure it out. We'll get a we'll get a name going, and we'll keep doing these. Can't promise it'll be every week, but maybe if we can at least get once a month or once every other week, that'd be good. Yeah, get it going. Yeah, yes, I love good. my community. I love you guys. Well, oh, that's true, Salty Frog. We get you can Twitch provides an anonymous kind of thing, so people can say what they want to, you know, mm-hmm. bring up these things, and they don't necessarily have to out themselves. Yep. If they don't feel comfortable with that, we have many friends who do things that are weird, uh, but they kind of do it behind, uh, no, do it behind the, the internet because it can be anonymously, <laughs> but not not. I'm not anything. anonymously. Yeah. But. No. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, my loves. Well, I will be back on tomorrow night, the normal time for the normal stuff. And we will get another one of these planned out, hopefully with a special guest to share their information. We really, really, really appreciate everybody coming in and participating in our polls and chatting and sharing your stories and listening to all of our craziness. And uh, I hope everybody has a wonderful Friday. The weekend's almost here. Hallelujah. All right. And happy early Halloween to everybody. Yes. But I'll see you guys tomorrow night. So I'll just tell you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good night. Mwah.